welcome to From the Preacher's Study, a podcast that we have been carrying on for quite some time now. Uh, we are in the book of Ephesians, and we being Kevin Clark, myself, and my colleague and friend and partner and the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, Bob Hutto, uh, we've really enjoyed working together as we work through the book and appreciate uh, so much of the positive feedback that we get constantly, people talking about listening to the podcast and points that really resonated with them and their appreciation of what we do, and we want to extend that appreciation uh, to our two deacons who always assist us with this podcast, and that'd be Jason Reed and Mark Townsend. They're very faithful in helping us out and lending their expertise. Their families lend them to us during this weekend time. Uh, really appreciate that opportunity. Um, as always, we want to encourage you to really study and, and spend some time with the Word of God, hoping that you're studying more than just what the podcast is covering. That will make it more enriching for you. Uh, do some preparation ahead of time. We try to signpost where we've been, where we're going. And uh, Bob, you have a few things you want to say? Well, we hope that we encourage people along the way with uh, just a few minutes uh, through the week uh, and just uh, that you can have access to and listen to. Live in a discouraging world sometimes. Mm -hmm. There's so, many that, so much stuff that goes on around us that kind of gets us down and can be discouraging. Absolutely. And discouragement is a great weapon of, of Satan. If we can get discouraged and uh, get a little uh, uh, de just depressed about things, well, then he can, he can really make hay with that. So... We hope that we're encouraging to people, that we give them a little bit to think about, that help them along the way. We appreciate people watching Amen. and listening and telling others about it as well. And so we just appreciate everybody being with us. Very much so. Well, we're going to start uh, where we left off last time in Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, we'll be looking at the series of verses 15 through 21. And uh, one of the points we want to make is uh, there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of chapters, chapter 4 and chapter 5 of Ephesians about walking how we walk. And of course, that's talking about our lifestyle, uh, not a snapshot in time, but the arc of how we live our lives, how we conduct ourselves. And so the scriptures have repeatedly uh, talked about uh, chapter 4, verse 1, the idea of walking worthy of the calling with which you were called. Uh, if you move over to chapter 4, verse 17, he says you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the fertility of their mind. If you go to chapter 5 and Verse 2, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. And then if you go down to verse 8, we're told to walk as children of light. And we're going to continue uh, that thought in verse 15. In fact, we want to entitle this particular podcast, Walking in Wisdom with God, because that's exactly what we find is that we're also to walk in wisdom. So with that being said, by way of introduction, let us read verses 15 through 21 and see what we can glean and elicit from the text. Uh, verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. And so, He's just talked about in verses 8 through 14, particularly this idea that we were once in darkness. We were called out of that darkness. We're now children of light. We're to walk in the light. We are to expose those who are in the dark, uh, not to partake in their deeds of darkness. And then he says, see then that you walk circumspectly. And I like that word circumspectly. I looked that up. And essentially what it means is that we walk carefully. We walk with an exactness, a precision that's in accordance with God's will. I thought about this. A lot of times you hear in the world in general, people say, you know, 
I don't want to live according to the shackles of Scripture. I don't want to live according to all of these limits and thou shalt not and thou shalt. I want to be free. I want to be you know, footloose, fancy free, do what I want. And yet uh, God says the very opposite. He says you need to walk carefully. There's a way that you need to walk. It's circumspectly. It's walking in wisdom. In fact, he says not as fools, but as wise. And so walking circumspectly is tantamount to walking in wisdom. And when we talk about wisdom, what are we talking about? We're talking about God's wisdom. In mm -hmm. fact, he says in verse 17, therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so we're being encouraged, we're being demanded to walk according to God's will. And I was thinking about this, Bob, you know, some of the things that we know are the will of God. And there are several passages along these lines. For example, look at James chapter 1, verse 27. We know that that is the will of God. These are the sorts of things that God wants us to be mindful of as we conduct ourselves. James 1, 27. Pure and undefiled religion for God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So if this is pure and undefiled religion, this is what God wants from us. These two aspects, one, how do you act towards your fellow man visit orphans and widows in their trouble, take care of the least among us, and then keeping your vessel holy, keeping yourself unspotted from the world, which is really an offering to God. And when you talk about that offering, I couldn't help but think about 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, where we talked about again, uh, what is the will of God? It's, it's how we keep ourselves. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 3, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. And so the will of God is that we live pure lives, that we possess our vessels with honor and dignity. They are from God. They're on loan to us. We're stewards of our bodies. We need to conduct ourselves in a way that's consistent with God's will. And the last verse that came to mind was Luke 19.10, where Jesus says, The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. Obviously, seeking lost souls is the will of God. So how do I connect it back to Ephesians chapter 5? Well, it says walk circumspectly and be don't be unwise, be wise. We need to be about our Father's business. We need to be about those things that God would have us to do. In fact, he talks about this when he talks about the concept of redeeming the time, verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. And what he's talking about there is making the most of our opportunity. We all know that we have a limited amount of time here on the earth. Uh, Job 14, 1 through 2 said, man's days are very few, few in number and full of trouble. And he likens us to the flower that today is and has gone tomorrow. Uh, James 4 talks about that. Be careful that you don't be presumptuous about, ah, we're going to go to such such place, we're going to spend a year there and buy and sell and make some money. And you ought to say if the Lord wills. The idea is that time goes by fast. You need to make the most of those opportunities. And you need to be careful about wasting time. I thought about this. We, as a culture, waste a lot of time. Mm -hmm. A lot of time on television, a lot of time on social media, a lot of time on movies, and I'm not ranting saying those things are inherently bad, but if they crowd out all the work that the Lord has us to do, the will of mm -hmm. God, then we're not walking circumspectly. I know I've said a lot, Bob. You've got That's okay. I, I'm just uh, uh, <laughs> trying to take it all in. Good, good thought-provoking ideas there. Go ahead. We've all been in situations where we, we you know, Take steps carefully. Yes, we we know yes, yes. it's hazardous. Right. Maybe it, maybe it's uh, winter time and it's right. uh, there's ice on the on right. the concrete and we know that it's it's slippery. And if we're not careful how we walk, we, we could be in real trouble. Yes. The world is a dangerous place. It is. It's a dangerous place for us spiritually. And if we don't take caution and make wise decisions, right. we can get ourselves into 
serious spiritual trouble. Amen. I thought about Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Yes, yes. Don't be conformed to the world. Be transformed by mm -hmm. the renewing of your mind yep. so that you may prove what the will of God mm -hmm. is. And so we, we want to be in that position where we can determine what God's will is, that we have Amen. enough information from Scripture. We can look at a situation and evaluate it, determine what the will of God is in that situation, and make a yes. wise decision, yes. a spiritually wise decision. Absolutely. We want to make wise decisions financially. We want right. to make wise decisions for our health. And we understand that sometimes the wise financial decision is the disciplined That's right. decision. That's right. And for our health, the wise uh, decision regarding our health is the discipline. Mm -hmm. the, the decision says not, not, not now, later, right. or you know, uh, what, what, what? It's a disciplined decision. Right. Spiritually, we need to be disciplined as well. And if you lack wisdom, yes, what should you do, Kevin? Ask if you lack of God. wisdom, ask of God who right. gives liberally and without reproach. James Absolutely. one verse five. Absolutely. And so, if you lack wisdom, he says mm -hmm. here, be wise. Don't be foolish. Be wise. That's Understand right. what the. And if you if you lack wisdom. Ask God, and Amen. He will help you with that. Uh, this may jeopardize our ability to get through verse 21, but I just like okay, the concept okay. you said about walking carefully. Another concept of that is the fact that we have the devil, our adversary, who's seeking whom may devour. And so we need to be very careful that we don't put ourselves in harm's way. The idea of not making provision for the lust or for the lust of the flesh, uh, not giving place to the devil, as Ephesians 4, as we've already studied, talks about that. We need to know ourselves, Bob. We need to know what our mm -hmm. weaknesses are. And we need to be careful not to put ourselves in positions where we're likely to fail. We know the things yeah, that are problematic right. for us. And there may be things that in and of themselves are not inherently wrong, but they're problematic for us. We need to have enough wisdom to stay away from those things or to have a plan in place to minimize the risk of spiritual failure. That, too, is a part of walking circumspectly. That's right. So if we think about athletics and mm -hmm. a coach puts his players in a position to succeed. That's right. He trains them. He doesn't ask them to do things that they can't do. doesn't ask them to run faster than they right. can run or throw the ball harder than they can throw it. But he does put them in a position to succeed. And we, we want to do the same thing spiritually. Right. We know our weaknesses. We know our limitations. And we put ourselves in, with the Lord's help, in a position to succeed spiritually. That's just being wise about Amen. life. Amen. Very much so. Let's do see if we can get down to verse 18. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. There's a lot of teaching in the New Testament about drunkenness, and it's very soundly condemned, and it's very needed in today's society because our society is so uh, uh, just in love with alcohol, and alcohol is at everything, every social event. Uh, people talk about alcohol. People have shows about alcohol. Uh, if you look at Galatians chapter 5, drunkenness is clearly condemned as part of the works of the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, here we go, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, Paul is very clear through the Holy Spirit that if you're involved in drunkenness, you will not make it to heaven. The same concept is said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 through 11, and we definitely need to take heed in a society that's so obsessed with alcohol. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not <clears throat> be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, here's our word, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, 
but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Paul repeatedly makes it clear that drunkenness is not a part of this walking in wisdom. That's not a part of walking circumspectly, and it will cost you your soul. And so he says, look, some of you in this case, some of you were in that lifestyle, but you came out of that, right? You were washed, you were sanctified, and by virtue of that, you had to change. You had to put that away. You have anything to talk about? Well, I just um, agree wholeheartedly with what you what you've said there. Proverbs twenty and yes, verse one yes. says, "Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise." Wine is a mocker. Yeah. It'll make a mockery of you. That's right. It 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 tempts you. Yes. Uh, this is harmless. This is good for you. Mm-hmm. You will enjoy this. This is a benefit. Mm-hmm. And in in as as he says later in Proverbs chapter twenty three. Uh, when all is said and done, it bites you like a Absolutely. like a snake, you know, Absolutely. bites you like a viper. And so we want to make a wise decision. I try to get people not to drink at all. That's right. That's I try it. to, I try, yeah. I think that's Same the one. We, we're, we're not in a position where, we're in a position where we have so many options Absolutely. Uh, that uh, I just, I, I just, it's it's just, a, it makes a mockery of it people. Does. It really does. And they think, well, there's nothing wrong with this. It's mm-hmm. innocent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do this. I've got control. And before you know it, it's a problem. Absolutely. And so just don't get started at all. Absolutely. And I, I just see so many bad things in the culture as a result of alcohol that uh, it's just it's just playing with fire. Can't take fire into your bosom and not, and be, not burned. be burned. That's right. And uh, and so that's my that's my advice. Well, and people take it and consume it for its mind altering properties. Right. I've heard people tell me, hey, I do that because I feel funnier. I feel more relaxed. I'm nervous. I have a, a very difficult presentation. I'll take some alcohol and kind of loosen me up. So people are confessing that I'm doing this not for the taste, but because it changes my frame of mind. And isn't it interesting that, that Paul says, don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, if you're lacking in something, if you need something, you've got everything you need in Christ Jesus, everything you That's need right. in the Spirit, everything you need in the church. God has provided your every need. You don't need that. That's a crutch that people use that you don't need if you're a child of God. Walk right. circumspectly. And as you say, so many things go bad with alcohol. You think about uh, fornication that can That's happen, right. adultery, violence, uh, domestic mm-hmm. disputes that turn into brawls. All of that, a lot of times, can be traced back to alcohol. And don't get me talking about some of the many accidents and people who have lost yeah. their lives on the highways because of alcohol. And so your advice is well taken. You know, you, you hear in the news about some some tragedy, something happens late at night or early in the morning, and there's some fight or some you know somebody gets killed, some shooting. Right. And chances are are better than you know than not that alcohol is involved. Absolutely. And so it's just it's just I just don't see the, any positive contribution to society. Amen. Amen. One other thing, and we'll bring it to a close that I thought was interesting in verse 17, when he's talking about this walking circumspectly. Did you notice he said, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Two points on that very quickly. One is the Lord does have will. Uh, Sometimes you have people that want to portray God as this nameless, faceless being out there, or maybe this force that's undifferentiated and has no interest in human affairs. No, 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 no. The God that's revealed in the Bible is a God who has will for us. He has a, a way that he wants us to live our lives. But even more remarkable is the fact he says, and we can understand what that will is. And he's already talked about that in yeah. Ephesians chapter yeah. 3 when he talked about the revelation that God gave to him. He writes it down. When we read it, we have the same understanding that he had revealed to him directly from God. So this idea that, oh, we just it's so esoteric, we can't know. Mm-hmm. How, 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 how can you presume to know the will of God? 
That's exactly what Paul is saying by the Spirit. We can and we must know the will of God because we're accountable to that will in terms of our eternal destiny. And he's revealed himself to us. That's right. We'd be very limited if he had not That's done right. that. That's right. But he's revealed himself to us right. and invites us right. to understand his will. And, and he's made it possible for us to do that. And Amen. it's right here in Scripture for us. That's exactly right. Well, we didn't get quite as far as I wanted to. In verses 19 through 21, uh, we're given short shrift. Apologize for that. But do want people to think about this idea of walking in wisdom, walking yeah. circumspectly. And really what that's telling you is walk according to the will of God. This word is the lamp unto our feet. It tells us what we should do, how we should act. Every answer that we need is answered by principles and sometimes specific commands. But it's all there. We just need to spend our time. I like, again, going back to verse 10 from the last study, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. That ought to be our whole life's work. I want to find out what the will of God is. And however much time I'm given, however little time, let me use it wisely, understanding the will of God, searching for the will of God, and then applying it to my life. Very good. Well, we're out of time. And as always, we want to end with a word of prayer. Brother sure. Bob, would you lead us, please? Sure. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for the opportunity to open your word and to study from it and to learn from it. We're, we're thankful that you've revealed your will to us in this word. And Father, we pray that you'll open our eyes that we might see the wonderful things that you would have us to know. Uh, Father, we pray for wisdom. We pray that you will uh, give us the ability to, uh, to look at situations in life and to see the way that we should go, the decisions that we ought to make, to see what's truly valuable and what's not valuable and make choices accordingly. We pray, Father, that you'll help us to make decisions that will lead us to eternal life, not only to enjoy this life as you mean for it to be enjoyed, but life hereafter in eternity with you. And so, Father, we pray that you'll give us the wisdom and understanding to be able to walk circumspectly, to walk carefully, so that we can hear you say, well done at that, at that day. We're mindful, Father, of, of those that we need to pray for. We ask your blessings upon them. We ask you to bless those who are studying with us today in, in the podcast, that you'll lead them to know even better uh, your, your truth and your will. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.